Hello and welcome to MacPreneur, the show that helps entrepreneurs from all around the world run their business on Apple Gear. My name is Damien Schroers and here we go for today's episode. So when this episode will air, the fourth public beta of the next releases of Apple's various operating systems will most probably be out. In the previous episode of MacPreneur, I explained how to safely beta test iOS and iPadOS, and in today's show, I'll cover macOS. The purpose of these two episodes is twofold. First, to give you a step-by-step procedure that will minimize the risk of data loss, And second, to help you get out of the beta program before the end if you need to. But before diving in, I just wanted to thank you for listening to the show. I truly appreciate you fitting the MacPunner podcast in your busy life. If it's your first time, welcome to the MacPunner tribe. You're joining listeners located all around the world. And if you're listening for a while now, I'm super grateful that you're sticking with me. Either way... My goal is to help you operate your Apple devices faster and be more productive even between episodes. This is why I've prepared 30 tips for your iPhone and Mac. To sign up for this free email course, just visit macpono.com forward slash tips. So now let's dive into today's topic. At the time of recording, I've been testing the public beta 3 version of macOS Catalina on my iMac for about a week now. So far, I've already reported two bugs and noticed a few issues that I haven't reported yet, uh, waiting for public beta 4. At this stage, I've installed only a handful of uh, third-party apps, the the minimum that that would get me going, as there are already uh, enough changes with the native apps and uh, the macOS user interface and and behavior. It's a bit too early to talk about my impressions of uh, macOS Catalina yet, but uh, I'll dedicate an episode just for that uh, in a month or so. Uh, Today's episode will focus on the public beta program for Macs, and uh, it has been split uh, into uh, four parts. First of all, uh, choosing the right strategy for beta testing uh, macOS. Then uh, I talk about the installation process, then how to report bugs and and problems, and finally how to get out of the beta program earlier if if you need to. Preparing for the beta testing phase is very important if you want to avoid uh, losing uh, precious data. In in episode 39, I already uh, suggested to use a, a separate Apple ID to, to avoid uh, compromising data that would be synchronized over iCloud. With macOS Catalina and iOS 13, um, it's actually the, the reminders database that is uh, changing that needs to be uh, upgraded if you want to be able to test it with uh, the new features. That means that if you upgrade the reminders database on a device running any of the beta version of uh, macOS, or, or, so a beta version of macOS Catalina or iOS 13 or iPadOS 13, your other devices, those that are still on earlier version of the operating system, so macOS Mojave, iOS 12, 
those devices they won't be able to to synchronize. It's it's not mandatory, as I explained uh, last time. It's not mandatory to upgrade the database. You can decide not to, but then uh, you will not be able to test the new features of the the reminders app. Now, if you listen to this episode in uh, 2020 or or beyond. Uh, please check uh, the Apple support forums or sites like Apple Insider and iMore to find out which applications and services need their database to be upgraded. Okay, so now let's uh, decide uh, which strategy uh, to choose to beta test macOS. As I explained in episode 39, the best is to use a secondary device. Uh, one that you can use alongside your main production machine. That way you're fully operational for your business and then you can test uh, the beta version of macOS on the side. Obviously, you need a spare Mac for that uh, and also one that is compatible with the public beta version that you plan to test. So if your Mac was released in 2012 or after, it can run Uh, macOS Catalina beta, except for the Mac Pro, which needs to be at least from uh, late 2013. If you listen to this episode uh, 2020 and beyond, uh, you you will need to check um, Apple's website uh, to see the, the requirements. Now, if you don't have a spare Mac, then the next best option is to partition your internal hard drive to isolate the public beta installation from your current operating system version. So by doing that, you will keep your current setup intact and you will be able to beta test macOS on the same computer via a method which is called a dual booting. When your Mac starts up, what you will do is press the Alt key. So keep the Alt key pressed and then you will have the two partitions, the first one, the, which is usually called Macintosh HD with your current setup. And you will have another partition that will be available, the one for beta testing macOS. And so you will be able to choose from which partition you will boot your computer. And so doing that, when, when you want to beta test the macOS, you boot into the specific partition. And when you need to do some work, then you boot from your Uh, first and original uh, partition. Obviously, you need enough available space on your internal uh, disk to to be able to do this and and also preferably having an SSD technology. So SSD stands for solid state drive, which is 10 to 15 times faster than uh, traditional uh, spinning hard drive technologies. So in my case, I have a one terabyte Fusion drive on which I have enough internal disk space available to create a dedicated partition for macOS Catalina beta. So because it's a Fusion drive, it's a mix of SSD and the traditional hard drive. And uh, I'm not entirely sure uh, how it's working with these two partitions. And um, I, I guess I suspect that... Um, macOS Catalina beta version that I'm testing is mostly residing on the spinning hard drive. And so I won't get the same performance when testing uh, macOS Catalina than if I was using a a full SSD, a complete SSD. To be able to test macOS Catalina beta 
and also install and test third-party apps like Microsoft Office, I really recommend to allocate at least 128 GB for this uh, dedicated partition. So if you have only a 256 GB internal hard drive, this might be a bit uh, this might not be a good option for you because you might not have enough available disk space uh, for Catalina. So in that case, if you don't have enough available disk space on your internal disk, then the next and I would say last best option for you is to use an external disk, uh, preferably again an external SSD connected uh, over USB. Again, this allows you to keep your current setup intact, so the internal hard drive of your Mac doesn't change, and you will then dual boot instead of dual booting between two partitions, you will do a dual boot between the internal drive and the external drive. This is what I did actually two years ago when I beta tested macOS i Sierra at the time and I did it on my MacBook Air. And because the, the MacBook Air has only 128 gigabyte of internal space, I booted and I actually installed the, the beta version on an external hard drive uh, this time connected over uh, Thunderbolt because uh, the USB ports were were too slow at the time of recording. So now nowadays, for less than one hundred dollars, you can get uh, an external SSD with half a terabyte of uh, capacity that you can connect over USB-C and uh, USB-A. Um, there is the the SanDisk five hundred uh, gigabyte extreme portable external SSD. And there is also the Samsung T5 portable SSD. So both of them, roughly $90 for 500 gigabyte. And uh, because it's an SSD, it will be fast enough for you to boot and run the uh, beta version off of the uh, external SSD. Now, if you don't want to invest in yet another external drive, then I suggest that you wait until fall. Do not uh, compromise or do not put your, your business data at risk. Uh, wait. Uh, in the meantime, you can uh, still monitor the compatibility of applications with uh, Catalina. And there is a website called uh, Roaring Apps, R-O-A-R-I-N-G-A-P-P-S.com uh, in the show notes available at uh, macpono.com for slash episode 41. I will put uh, direct... Uh, a few direct links so two links one for the the apps that work on Catalina so that uh, it's a it's a crowdsourcing uh, kind of application so it's uh, users like uh, me and you who try out uh, some applications and then they can report back and say okay this app on this version of the macOS works doesn't work or has some problem and so then I've uh, I've put in the show notes links that will directly lead you to the apps that work with Catalina and also another link with the apps that do not work yet on Catalina. So I suggest that you you monitor, you visit those links and you monitor from time to time and see if the applications that you use on a daily basis are compatible or not. And also uh, remember all the 32-bit apps will not work anymore with Catalina. Yeah, for that you listen to one of the previous episodes where I explain how to check if apps are 32-bit or not. 
So to recap, uh, you have three main options to beta test macOS. Either you use a spare Mac or you dual boot from a secondary partition on your existing Mac or you dual boot from an external hard drive attached to your Mac. So now let's talk about the uh, installation process. Here are the five main steps that I'll explore one by one uh, later on. First step is you make a backup. Second step, you prepare your Mac. Third step, you sign up for the public beta program. Step number four, you enroll your Mac. And step number five, you download and you install the latest available macOS uh, public beta version. So step number one, making a backup of, uh, of your computer. Naturally, we're talking about time machine backup. If you've never done one, it's really the perfect time to start. So you, you purchase a hard drive that is at least uh, twice the size of your internal disk, plug it in, then a message will pop up asking you if you want to use that disk for Time Machine. Make sure you tick the option to encrypt the backup. So by doing so, you will uh, need to provide a, a set, a strong uh, password, uh, and then when you, you will proceed and wait for the first backup to complete, depending on the size of the, the amount of data that you have on your internal hard drive, this backup can take a while, like a, an hour or two, and also depending on the, the type of USB connection that you have and so on. The backup is, uh, yeah, is really, really important, even when we'll partition the drive and even when we uh, dual boot from uh, an external drive, it's still a good idea to do a backup. Then step number two, we will prepare the Mac. Now, if you're using a spare Mac, then it will depend from the current configuration and how much available this space you have. So if you already have a user account configured with an Apple ID that is not tied to your business, this is great. You can go directly to step number three. If the only user account on your spare Mac is tied to your business Apple ID, then provided that you have enough uh, available space, I'd recommend to create a second user account on your Mac that you will use uh, for the beta testing uh, phase. So you go to system preferences, users and group, you click on the little plus button, and then you create a, a second administrator uh, user account, which you set up with another Apple ID, your personal one or a secondary one. And uh, during the, the beta testing phase, I recommend to only log into that secondary user account. Now, if you don't have enough available space to accommodate another user account on that spare Mac, then I suggest that you start over so that you, you wipe the internal hard drive, you reinstall macOS before you think about uh, going the, the, the beta route. So for that, you have to turn off uh, Find My Mac, you sign out of iCloud, iMessage, FaceTime, you deauthorize the computer from iTunes, you restart uh, from the recovery partition. So when you, when you shut down your Mac and you turn it on, immediately you press uh, command and the letter R uh, together and uh, you wait until you are uh, on the recovery partition. There it's a simplified environment 
which will give you options, uh, which will give you tools like Disk Utility and the ability to, to reinstall macOS. So you first you, you click on Disk Utility, you erase the internal hard drive, and once it is erased, you can then, still from the recovery partition, reinstall a fresh copy of the operating system that is installed on your computer. So if it was Mojave, it will reinstall Mojave. If you had iSierra or Sierra, it will reinstall that version. And then you will need to reconfigure it uh, completely from scratch with your secondary Apple ID. Reinstall the apps and so on. So this is the, the preparation if you're using a spare Mac. If you have decided to use a secondary partition on your internal hard drive, then while still using and running the current version of the operating system, you launch a disk utility. Uh, there is a view icon in the top left corner, so you click on it and you select show all devices. And now it depends how your internal hard drive is formatted. So if it's formatted with APFS, which is the Apple file system, you right click on the container, on the disk container, and you select add APFS volume. You give it a distinct name, for instance, uh, macOS beta. And this uh, volume, you can decide to allocate a minimum amount of storage and a ma maximum amount of storage if you wanted to. If you don't specify anything, the, the, this volume will actually share the disk space of your internal hard drive. So which is good and bad at the same time. So I, I really recommend to, to limit, to, to put a minimum and to put a maximum so that you you leave some breathing room for your current um, version of the operating system. Now, with earlier version of the OS and depending whether you have a, a spinning hard drive or an SSD, your internal hard drive might be formatted uh, as a macOS extended journal, which is known also as HFS Plus, which is the legacy format. Now, in that case, if your internal hard drive is formatted as HFS Plus, then you will need to partition it. So you, you select it, you select the volume, you click on partition, and there you will have uh, the same uh, plus and minus buttons. So you click on the plus button, which will uh, normally cut the hard drive in two. You will resize the partition that you want to allocate for Catalina Beta. You give it a name, and then it will split your internal hard drive in two. Uh, regardless from uh, APFS and HFS Plus, you will shut down your Mac and then same process as before, you, you restart from the recovery partition, so you press Command R when you boot your Mac, you install a fresh copy of the current version of macOS on the newly created partition and you configure this fresh install using a secondary Apple ID so that uh, when you turn on your Mac and you press the Alt key, you will be able to choose uh, whether you boot into your, your current uh, setup or you boot on the secondary partition. If you have decided to use an external hard drive, then you will shut down your Mac, plug the hard drive to your Mac, boot again into the recovery partition, so you know the drill, like Command R, you will launch Disk Utility. Again, uh, you click on the View icon in the top left corner, you select Show All Devices, you select the external hard drive, and then you click on the Erase button. So for the format, you will choose macOS Extended to Journaled, and for the scheme, 
you will choose a GUID partition map. This is important because that will allow your external hard drive to be bootable. You will click on Erase, it will erase and, and reformat the drive. Then you will close this utility and you will be able to install a fresh copy of macOS. So if you're on Mojave, it will be that version or the one that is currently on your computer. And you will, so you will install that fresh copy on the external hard drive. So you will select the name of the external hard drive and then you will reboot into the, this external hard drive and configure it, uh, this fresh install. Again, as I recommend using a secondary Apple ID. So this completes the, the preparation steps and now you're ready to sign up for the public beta program. So to sign up for the public beta program, it's best to do that from um, the computer or the partition or the external hard drive that you have uh, decided to use. So on that computer, you visit uh, beta.apple.com. You click on the sign up button if you have not signed up yet or in the top right corner, there is a sign in uh, option. So you click on sign in, you enter your Apple ID credentials, uh, email address, password, and you accept the terms and conditions and so on. And then you will be ready to uh, enroll your Mac, which is the, the next step. So on that website on beta.apple.com, there is an enroll your devices menu in the top part. Um, if needed, you click on the macOS tab and there you will see a button that says download the macOS public beta access utility. So it will, it will download a, a DMG file and uh, if it doesn't open automatically, you, you double click on it and then you follow the instructions. What it will do is that it will uh, install some files that will allow a software update to fetch the public beta uh, channels or servers. So if you are already running macOS 10.14 Mojave, at the end of the enrollment, system preferences will open automatically to software updates and it will check for the currently available public beta version of macOS. So you just click on the download button and it will download the public beta version of macOS. If you're still running macOS 10.13 High Sierra or earlier. After the enrollment, it's the Mac App Store that will launch to the macOS beta page where you will be able to download the latest available public beta version. Uh, once it is downloaded, the installer will launch and it will guide you through the installation process. Uh, the computer will reboot and then you will need to go through some uh, initial configura configuration options, and then you'll be ready to start beta testing uh, macOS. So once uh, you've done that, you're ready to uh, use it and also to help Apple uh, by reporting bugs or things that you, that you, that you notice that, that do not work well. So for that, you will need to make uh, screenshots and also uh, screen re recordings. So just a quick recap of the different uh, keyboard shortcuts. So if you do a uh, shift command three, you will uh, do a screenshot of the entire screen. Only do that when you notice a problem with the login screen, for instance, or during the um, 
a configuration, the initial configuration phase, then you can do a, a shift command three and it will be saved that, and you will see it later on. If you do shift command four, that is a way to capture an area of the screen. So with the mouse, you will be able to draw a rectangle and what you have uh, selected, the area that you have selected with the mouse will be the one that will be uh, captured. Now there's a, there is a small trick and if you do shift command four and before you drag with the mouse the area that you want, you press spacebar. So shift command four and then immediately you do spacebar. You will notice that the, the cursor will switch from the traditional arrow to a, like a small camera icon. And when you will move this camera icon over different windows, the window that is behind the cursor will become bluish. And if you click on the bluish window, the, this um, window will actually be captured in its entirety. So it's, it's good because sometimes you just want to have this system preferences <laughs> pane uh, and you don't want to each time uh, select the area. So you just do shift command four space bar and then you click on the on system preferences and it will do automatically the entire uh, the screenshot of the of that window. Now this is this has been new since uh, Mojave. If you do shift command five you can do you can do all of what I've just talked about in addition to doing uh, screen recording, so a video recording of your screen. And again, you will have the option between the entire screen or a specific area. And with uh, Shift Command 5, there is also an option where you can allow to have the clicks that are recorded. So whenever you click on the screen, it will uh, it will uh, show. And also you have the option to put a, uh, like a small timer so that putting five seconds or 10 seconds before the actual screen recording starts so that you could say, okay, you could initiate the screen recording then position the, the windows as you like and then five or 10 seconds later, the actual recording will start. Um, so you, if you notice something, you do a screenshot, a screen recording and then to submit a bug report, uh, like on iOS, there is a feedback assistant application so it's a purple icon with an exclamation mark in a white uh, message bubble. So when you will open Feedback Assistant, you will see it looks really like a simplified mail client. So you will click on the Compose icon, it's the same icon as in the, the mail application. Then you will click on macOS and on Continue, you will fill a form. It's a dynamic form, so based on the, the issue or the app that, uh, that you have selected, you will have more or less uh, questions to, to answer. Then at the very bottom, you will have the option to add screenshots or screen recordings. It will compile some uh, telemetry and, and some diagnostics data. And then uh, you will be able to click on the send button. It will package everything and send that to Apple. Like on iOS, this uh, feedback assistant app will uh, allow you to uh, receive messages from Apple. So if they, if they work on a bug that you submit and they ask you to test something, it will, happen, it will appear there. 
And also, uh, this is where Apple is providing information about what has been fixed or the known issues with the different versions of, um, the, beta, of the beta process. So the, it's, a, it's an important app to, to look at, to open. Uh, it's, a, it's a feedback assistant. Now, the last part is all about uh, getting out of the public uh, beta program. So there are two scenarios. If you want to do that before the official release, so you realize it's not as stable as you would like to, and uh, yeah, you want to get out of it. So that's the first scenario before the official release. And the scenario two is you will wait until fall, and when fall comes, it's okay. You want to continue. You don't want to scrap anything. You want to continue, but you want to get out of the beta program. So let's start with the first scenario. Um, so regardless of whether you decided to use a spare Mac or a dedicated partition or a dedicated external hard drive, the very first thing to do is to save everything that is valuable and it's not yet in the cloud. So for that, you will need a USB key or another external hard drive or enough space on your cloud storage provider of, of choice. So it could be iCloud Drive, OneDrive, Dropbox, Google Drive. So you choose. Now, it will be faster and more convenient if it's something that's plugged into your Mac, but you, you don't have to. Um, then, once you have saved everything, you will need to cut the ties with iCloud and iTunes. And for that, uh, there are two steps. First step is to turn off Find My Mac via System Preferences. And the second step is to deauthorize the public beta install to access protected content that you may have downloaded and that was purchased from the iTunes store. So we're talking about uh, songs, movies, TV shows that you bought directly from Apple. Uh, the reason is that um, you're limited to five computers, five computers maximum can be authorized to listen to that music or to watch that content. And by deauthorizing your computer, you will remove that count of the number of devices that are currently authorized to do that. So after you've turned off Find My Mac, you will uh, launch the music app, which is new with uh, Catalina. And I expect it will be the same with uh, the next versions of the operating system. So if you're listening to this in 2020, 2021, this should still apply. So you, you launch the music app, you click on the account menu, then on authorization, and you will select deauthorize this computer. Then you will enter your Apple ID password to confirm. You will do the same with the TV app. So you click on account, authorization, deauthorize this computer, and you enter your Apple ID password. So at this stage, you're ready to say goodbye to the public beta version of macOS on the, that secondary computer or the, or the partition or the external hard drive. And now the next step depends whether you decided to go with a spare Mac, a dedicated partition or an external hard drive. So if you if you went with a dedicated partition or the external hard drive, this is the it will be the same uh, procedure. In that case, first you will need to shut down the computer. And then you will reboot 
into the main partition or the internal eye draft, so the, the one that is running the non-beta version of macOS. On that one, you will launch Disk Utility, click on View icon, uh, select Show All Devices. Then, if it was the internal, uh, external hard drive, you will select the hard drive, you will click on Erase, you will give, give it a name, and you will choose macOS Extended Journal as the desired format. If it was an HFS Plus partition, you will select the drive, and then you will still click on Partition, but there you will select the partition that contains the public beta version of macOS, and you will click on the Minus button. Doing that, you will remove the partition that was used for the beta uh, version. And if it was an APFS container, first you will right-click on the one that is containing the public beta of macOS, and you will select Delete APFS Volume. Click on Delete to confirm, and then you will do the same with another container that has the same name with dash data at the end. So this is one of the new security feature uh, starting with Catalina is that uh, some of the data is uh, protected and uh, cannot be changed by, by the user and you have uh, part of the data that can be uh, modified by the, by the user. So that's the case of the dedicated partition and the external hard drive. In the case of the dedicated partition, you'll immediately get that space back for your main partition. And if it was an external hard drive, well, you can do whatever you want uh, with that hard drive. Now, if initially you decided to go with a spare Mac, now uh, there are three final step, uh, steps to take. First, you will need to wipe the drive clean. Then you will need to reinstall the version of macOS that shipped uh, with your computer. And finally, you can decide not to, but finally you, you will be able to restore from the time machine backup that you made just before uh, we started the, the whole process. Uh, I will not go in detail into those steps because they are very well explained uh, on Apple's website uh, and I've, I will put a, a link uh, in the show note. So this is the, the case where you want to forget about the beta process before the initial release. Now, if you're okay to keep it, until the official release and then go with the official release of, of macOS at the time, you will need to unenroll your device. For that, so it, we're talking about uh, end of September, begin, beginning of October, when Apple has officially announced that the first official version of macOS Catalina is out and in the upcoming years it will be uh, other, other versions, you open system preferences you click on software updates, then you click on details, and there you will see a panel that talks about the fact that you want to unenroll, and there is a button that's that, uh, labeled restore defaults. And by clicking on that button and acknowledging that you want to restore the defaults, it will stop fetch uh, updates from the public beta channel, and now we will check the official channel so that you will be able then to install the first commercial version of macOS. So that's it for today. 
I hope you found this episode useful and you have a better idea of how to safely beta test macOS. As usual, all the links will be in the show notes available at macpreneur.com for slash episode 41, where you're more than welcome to provide feedback in the comments section. Actually, I'd love to know whether or not you're already beta testing macOS Catalina, and if it's the case, what are your first impressions? Uh, next time, I'll actually share my first impressions about iOS and iPadOS 13, and until then, I'm Damien Schroes, wishing you a great day. Yeah.